Welcome back to the Grower Radio Network. I'm Chris Mosby, an editor with Greenhouse Management and Produce Grower Magazine. And I'm speaking today with Raymond Floyd, a professor and extension specialist in horticultural entomology at Kansas State University. And we're talking about aphids. Ray, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Chris. So our first question, Ray, can you tell me a little bit about aphids and how they do their damage? Yeah, aphids are uh, considered uh, sucking insects. They feed in the phloem sieve tubes, and what they do is they withdraw uh, the vascular fluids, in this case the phloem, from the plants. They they cause uh, stunting and wilting and pretty much distortion. But in addition to that, direct damage, they also emit honeydew. Uh, it's a sticky, clear liquid exudate that comes out their rear end. And honeydew in itself is not damaging, but it does provide a growing medium for black city fungus, which can basically impede the plant's ability to photosynthesize. Uh, also, honeydew attracts ants, and ants are uh, important because they do farm aphids and they do, do protect them from the beneficials, which we'll talk about later. So when you're doing biological control, it's always critical to, to remove ants, um, or at least eliminate them. The other one is that the caskins, the, uh, as aphids molt, uh, they leave these white caskins that resemble white flies, uh, but they're actually the molting skins. Uh, and if you have a lot of them on your plant, that means there are a lot of aphids. Um, the reason they're so problematic is their, their reproductive capacity. Um, aphids in a greenhouse are all female, and uh, one female can give birth to 100 live nymphs, which are female clones of the uh, original female. And that's why these populations, the greenhouses, literally explode in a short period of time because of this uh, reproductive capacity. Uh, they, they don't have to mate, mate to reproduce. That's often referred to as parthenogenesis. It's hmm. fascinating. And Ray, you mentioned beneficials a little bit there. Uh, what beneficials are successful in suppressing an aphid population? Well, first of all, it's always important to get the aphid identified to a genus and species because certain parasitoids will only attack certain aphids. So one of the uh, most widely used natural enemies or beneficials are the, the parasitoids. Um, two that are widely used are Aphidius colmani which is used against green peach and melon aphid, and then Aphidius ervi, which is used against uh, potato and foxglove aphid. You can actually buy mixtures of the two in case you don't know which one you have. Um, there's uh, predators such as the green lacewings, which are voracious uh, aphid uh, predators, and a number of other ones that are out there. And for growers who are maybe new to using beneficials, should they set them up sort of reactionary, or is it a preventative step to use beneficials? When you're using biologic control, it is all preventative. It's not reactive. When you're having, when you're dealing with high numbers of aphids, the natural enemies, uh, whether predators or parasitoids, cannot regulate or suppress the populations at that time. So they have to be re released early on, which means you have to scout. And since aphids don't fly unless they're adults, adults and then you've got a problem, you have to do visual inspections. And another method is the banker plant system where you put out plants such as uh, rye or cereal, and they have an aphid, uh, whether it be a cereal type of aphid, that serves as an alternate source for the parasitoids, and the parasitoids will move back and forth on the crop. I work with a number of growers, uh, both within state and out of state, that uh, use banker plant systems to regulate aphid populations in their greenhouses. Okay, and again, for growers who might be new to it, uh, a lot of growers utilize yellow sticky cards. Would beneficial insects be attracted to those as well as the, the aphids? 
Absolutely. Uh, that's why I recommend if you've got yellow sticky cards up, take them down for about a week uh, after you make your application of parasitoids. Um, aphids are attracted to them, but only as the winged form. So if you're collecting winged aphids on yellow sticky cards, you have a bad aphid problem because the aphids will start developing these winged forms when the plants are crowded or they're looking for a food source. So uh, any aphids found on a uh, yellow sticky card indicate there's a problem there. Okay. And are aphids a problem uh, in any region at any time of year or are there specific times and specific regions that should be specifically on the lookout? Aphids are really cosmopolitan. They're, they are one of our earliest uh, greenhouse pests uh, in the spring because uh, the plants are in there. The plants are succulent. They're young, uh, very herbaceous. And that's the kind of a food and plant that aphids love. Um, the, the level of aphids you'll have depends on the plants you're growing and even the cultivars. Aphids prefer certain plants over others and even certain varieties and cultivars over others. So it really depends what's being grown in the greenhouse. Okay. And earlier on you mentioned that identifying the aphid species that's infesting the greenhouse, that's crucial for selecting your, your beneficial insects, your natural predator. How should growers go about identifying their aphids? Okay, that's a good question, Chris. The, the first thing is don't use color as an idea, identification characteristic because the color varies on the plant uh, they're feeding upon. Uh, what you need to do is collect some aphids and send them to a diagnostic clinic or um, a university-based uh, entomologist who uh, specializes in, in aphid identification. Uh, that way, once you have the aphid identified, then you can take the proper measures in regards to releasing the, uh, the correct biologic control agent, in this case, a parasitoid. Absolutely. And, Ray, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Thank you very much, Chris, for inviting me. I hope to do it again. Absolutely. And for more podcasts, stay tuned to the Grower Radio Network.